Welcome to yet another Podcast Party presidential debate. We have two candidates with us today. Jardinera, can we get some lights on today? Thank you. We got Jardinera and Senator Mike Rofone. First question. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. A lot of, a lot of enthusiasm for politics here. I appreciate that. Uh, first question, Jardinera. Uh, more and more jobs are becoming automated in this economy. What are you going to do to bring America into this new economic era? You want to take this off? Or? Nah, nah, I got it. You sure? Yeah. I'll take, I'll take it, yeah. Um, yeah, so it was a question about the economy. You know, uh, I've been talking uh, to people up and down this country, uh, Iowa, New Hampshire, all over. There's one thing we have in common, uh, despite our differences. We all just want to talk into microphones and get that content online. So uh, I'm going to make sure that Joe the Plumber becomes Joe the Podcaster. Who's with me? Wow. This row is definitely with us. Wow. Uh, poignant. Uh, Senator, Senator Microphone, your response. Wow. Uh, I got to say, I'm, I know I'm not supposed to be biased, but I love your branding. Make American AM Radio Great Again. Wow. What a slogan. Mamager. That's pretty good. All right. Well, let's move it right along. Uh, Jardinera, back to you. Uh, so podcasts are known as more of a liberal art form, but what will you do to bring more conservatives into the podcast game? Yeah, I want to thank you for asking me this question. Um, you know, I can't lie. We, we see it. The, the, the podcasting genre gets a little bit of a liberal, liberal rep, but you know, we want to be tough as nails and we want to reach all of our fellow Americans. And that's why we're going to go into all the red states and turn those red aprons into blue aprons. Who's with me? Wow. Uh, speaking of sponsorship, uh, I think we're going to go to a quick commercial break and we'll be yeah, right back. Speaking of breaks, let's just cut this bit. This is terrible. Yeah, it's a bad uh, bit. Thanks for coming to the show. There's a weird buzzing. I, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Welcome to podcast yeah, party. But welcome. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey, my name's Jar. And my name's Danera. And I'm Matt. And we are Jar Danera. And it's drink time. Hey, who yeah, are we on yeah. sponsor? Soju. It's drink yes, time. That's right. Yeah. We got soju. Who wants some soju? You can come Korean up. Beer. Matt might pour you some. Uh, Does anyone want one? Or you can raise your a beer or soju. All right. This okay, let's do it. Is the best row. Uh, little little fun fact: if you mix soju and beer, it's called a somek in Korea. I'm Korean. That's a Matt. You got any other Korean products on you? Uh, besides myself, I do. I got Korean cigarettes, baby. Wow, wow. Do you have any raw meat on you? you can come uh, no, I didn't, I didn't bring any pork belly, but I, I brought cigarettes. Don't smoke these inside, but please take one. Uh, Will's white, so he's going to get the ratios way wrong. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Usually the cups have like measurements on them, so you can... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I can also help. Thanks to everyone who doesn't want to drink for bearing with us during this point. So the thing about soju is that it's not that great, and Korean beer is not that great. But if you mix them, still not that great, but you get drunk quicker. So that's it's Korean logic. All right, anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? 
All right, should we get into the first podcast? Yes, we definitely yeah. should. All right, uh, we could cut the cut the drink time's yeah, over. Drink time's over. Next segment, first podcast. So, did we explain what the show is? No, we, we, get, blew, we blew yeah. past that one. You want to explain? Uh, yeah, this is Podcast Party, the show where three different podcasts do 15-minute sets of their existing podcasts, and we wrap it all up into one giant podcast party. And we're sponsored by Soju and Beer. And hi, we and Korean been cigarettes. That. No one, no, nobody oh, yeah. took one. It's right there. My mom brought those from Korea. Whatever. <laughs> All right, let's get into the first podcast. Yeah, let's do it. Hopefully, he's backstage hearing this. Uh, this first podcast is called "Fuck Politics, Religion, and Kanye." FPRK Radio. It's hosted by comedian Aston Wallace, where he talks about those three topics. And here he comes. FPRK Radio. They were supposed to come get me. That's not. All right, don't worry. We'll come get you. We'll let you know. How are you guys doing? Good. Uh, I'm I'm uh, Aston Wallace. This is uh, Fuck Politics, Religion, and Kanye West. Um, it's the podcast where we talk about all the things. That we're not supposed to talk about at work in in society and politics, religion, and Kanye. Uh, so it gets us upset. Uh, I started this podcast actually like almost like a week after he put on the mega hat. Um, basically, boom. All right. Okay. Uh, so I started because if you can't tell, I'm black. Um, Kanye's black and Kanye said some controversial things and a lot of people were upset and a lot of people were going off on the internet and getting in fights with each other and uh, it was like real heated and like people were like they didn't want to be a Kanye fan anymore and some people did but they didn't want to talk about it and during that like week or two I had some of the best conversations with black people that I've ever had before in my life we talked about like all sorts of things that we usually didn't talk about and a lot of them didn't feel the same like most of them no one felt the same way and I was like I think this is what Kanye's saying is that we don't all have to feel the same way as black people and i extended that to all people and so my point was to bring people into the podcast to have a conversation about uh politics religion and kanye and just to find out how we all kind of feel a little bit differently we all wear a certain label uh but at the end of the day we all just kind of come up with our own ideas right um so today i was going i usually have a guest on my podcast and we do 20 minutes of politics 20 minutes on religion 20 minutes on Kanye, and usually by the end, it's great because you now find out about how they feel about everything, and then, and then you get to Kanye, and you're like, well, Kanye said you're allowed to feel how you feel, and it's, it's great. Um, but today, I thought it would be fun to uh, pull a member from the audience, uh, if you guys are all right with that. Um, do we have anyone who has a really strong opinion, good or bad, about Kanye West that wants to come up here? Huh? Who listened to Kanye's last album? <laughs> Who hates Kanye West? Yeah, you're up here. Get on up here. Who's I can't see in the back? You, 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 you raised your hand and you thought I wouldn't see it. These lights aren't that. How's it going? What's your name? Rita. Rita, hey, how are you? I'm good. Good, good, good. Have a seat. So it's only going to be 10 minutes. You're going to be, you're going to be fine. Rita, tell me about yourself. Where are you from? I'm originally from Los Angeles. All right, LA. That's dope. That's cool. What part of LA? K Town. K Town. Oh, you've been K Town forever? Forever, yeah. 
since like I don't want to ask how old you are. Nineties were wild in K Town, right? <laughs> yeah, that's all I know about K Town. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. It was yeah. wild. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's I was like, is that America? Uh, that's just people like with Uzis on like tops of buildings, crazy stuff. Um, so coming up in K Town uh, around this time, like how how has that shaped you kind of like politically? How would you kind of describe yourself? Well, I um, I was born in Pakistan. Okay. When I was five years old. And so I have a very uh, immigrant personality. I am basically an immigrant, grew up here, and then I have a mixed, uh, you know, opinion on politics. It's a lot of. I have immigrant yeah. parents, yeah. and so it's like interesting coming up as an immigrant here because like a lot of people with American parents, they kind of come up with this like one side or the other view yeah. and our parents come over and they're like just like this kind of outside like don't trust anybody type yeah, of view exactly. right yeah, yeah. yeah and it's just like i never knew like what to be democrat or republican because my dad was just like they're all trying to get you right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> like don't trust nobody don't yeah. trust nobody yeah every time i have like a uh immigrant on our show like we always kind of vibe differently because yeah. we're like yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. <laughs> we know what's yeah. coming exactly um <laughs> that's kind of true uh so do you do you Usually, and like we, I, I get into like people's personal politics on yeah, this show. Yeah. I want people to tell me like how they really feel. This is mm -hmm. where you say who you vote for. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to tell me, but like, do you vote like Democrat or Republican mostly? Uh, mostly Democrat. Mostly Democrat. Yeah, yeah all the good people do. Of, yeah, 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 that's it's very rare to find. Yeah, it would be like mm, sometimes. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like listen, I don't I don't identify as anything, but. Uh -huh. I wrote that. Yeah, I mean, it's like a safe choice. <laughs> yeah, it's a safe know? choice, exactly. Yeah. But do you would you do you identify yourself as a Democrat? Yes. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. Do, do, do. Mm -hmm. So you're like down the line. We're right. going for Kamala. Who are we going for? Not her. Yes. Yeah. Fucking cop, right? <laughs> Kamala's, Kamala's a cop. You heard it here first. You got to pick who you picking. Um, Bernie. Bernie. All right. Yeah, Fuck yeah. with Bernie. Get rid of these loans. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. So uh, Bernie. Yeah. First Bernie. Jewish president if yeah. he gets in there. Uh-huh. Um what belief would you most likely have your president have if your president had to have a faith? A faith? Yeah. I never really thought of that. It was just like nowadays you could believe whatever you want to believe and just do your job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm Muslim, so imagine someone be like, oh, I'm not going to vote for her because, you know. I think a lot of people would say that. <laughs> this is America. They'd be like, mm. oh, yeah, like yeah. We, we let the one black guy in, and y'all almost said he was Muslim. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're, like, not playing that at all. Uh -huh. So you're, are you practicing Muslim? Yes, I am. Like, praying all that? No. Okay. That's, to be honest, I mean, like, I, yeah. yeah, no, I, uh, I, I had um, uh, one Muslim guest, mm -hmm. like not one Muslim guest, mm -hmm. I've had a bunch of Muslim guests, yeah. but only one of them was like, yeah, I pray every day. What are you talking about? Yeah, uh -huh. obviously. But he didn't turn east. Um, and I was like, just go all the way. Like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Like, you got all the way here. Yeah. Like, you're in your car at work. Just face this way. I don't. It's not that hard. I, I don't understand it. Um, do you, are you, are you like, uh, do you like go to a mosque? Yeah, I go to a mosque. There's a mosque called um, Islamic Center of Southern California. Oh, that's yeah. nice. that sounds it's like it's on yeah. Vermont. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the Islamic Center of Southern California. Yeah. yeah, it's in K Town. A, okay, it's next to a park, a bowling alley, it's and lovely. a Sizzlers. So <laughs> I know that Sizzler. Yeah, <laughs> I'll pop in and say yeah. what's up. Uh, so is that something that was just like kind of through your family and you just kept riding it out? Yeah, we we 
we moved around a lot in K-Town, but there was one block that we stayed for a while. It's on yeah. Catalina. And the mosque was like a couple blocks away. Yeah. And so we just stuck it out. We just stayed there for... Do you enjoy it? I do. I enjoy it now because I met so many people mm-hmm. that are on the same level of practicing Muslim right, that I yeah. am. Yeah. And so like we can be chill with this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I know that they've drank before. They did this before. Right. Like they know this... They, they know the same experience that I do. Yeah. So now when I go to the mosque, I'm like, hey, yo, that's Jafar. I know Jafar. Right. Like, that's like I was raised Jehovah's Witness and like all the kids in there were like devout. And I yeah. was like, I'm doing worldly things. And so <laughs> yeah. I just, I always felt like guilty kind of hanging out around them. So yeah, yeah good to get out. <laughs> it's good to get out for sure. Why do you hate Kanye West? Oh, um, <laughs> I hate Kanye West for many reasons. I was a big fan, okay? Like, don't get me wrong. Okay. I, fucking love kanye oh you're a, i love the old kanye yeah, one? I love the old okay. kanye um but okay this is so controversial um since he got with kim k i was like who the fuck are you you know like who do you think you are you know it's so funny like there's so many people that you like you think they get off like at the MAGA part, you know, you're like, they would have got off. There was the MAGA thing that did it for them. Some people, maybe the Taylor Swift thing. Oh, yeah. And then there are a lot of people that was like, Kim, like I didn't, he got with Kim Kardashian. And people just, were, what do you have against Kim Kardashian? Everything, man. She's so annoying. Like she's all <laughs> over my feed. You know, that whole, whole family. She's popular. She's very popular. I respect that businesswoman mogul. Get it. Get the money. Get right. the bag. Get the, get the bag. Yeah, right? Exactly. Like Go that's. For it. And like, I don't see, here's my Kim Kardashian. Uh, I want to, but the, the podcast was originally called Fuck Politics, Religion, and Kim Kardashian. Oh, okay. That's And that was before him, her and Kanye ever got together. Like so when I first conceived of it, that's what it was. Yeah. And I did have a kind of problem with her. But now I'm like, what is, she's just doing whatever she does and yeah. people are paying attention to her. And like, if you can do that and literally your whole family gets money, like you like her, everybody in her family can just go to any TV network. It's like, hey, I want to do a show. It's like, what? I'm just gonna walk around for an hour. She's like, yeah, all right, sign her. Yeah. And they make millions of dollars. And I'm like, who wouldn't do? Would you not? Like, I would do that if I could. Yeah. Would you not? Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. It's like people. If people just followed you around doing just exactly what you do anyway, because they seem to be just empty people anyway. So that's just <laughs> so what they're doing, and they're like, yeah. put a camera on it, uh-huh. and we watch it. If you could like not change your life, and everyone loved it. Be really boring, man. Yeah. Have you seen their show? It's boring as shit. <laughs> <laughs> just sit at the pool kind of all day, and then like maybe they go shopping. We're like, what's you gonna buy? And yeah. they don't. They just give it to them because yeah. they're rich. Obviously, <laughs> saw that happen. So you don't like Kim Kardashian? Okay, okay. man, this is so annoying. Um, <laughs> I do like some parts of Kim K. Like the part um, she doesn't know how to park. Like there was an episode where she couldn't park. She watches the show. She hates her. My number one hater. <laughs> Let me hate. Like, but no, Kanye was a whatever talent. So he got money. Good yeah, for him. right. But he's he says some things. I'm just like, okay. you don't need to say it. You know, just just do. Just, just all right. But he's talented. He's not just talented. He's extremely yes. talented. Yes. He's, does anyone like is not familiar with Kanye West music? Anyone, raise your hand if you've never heard a Kanye West album. Right? He's great. Kanye's put out eight to nine like perfect albums. He has more Grammys than anybody else his age. He's produced like hundreds of songs for every like Grammy award winning art. Like he's an amazing artist. So he's not like 
just talented, he's he'll probably go down as like a Michael Jackson type of person. Like he literally had beef. Like he went to Donald Trump because Barack Obama insulted him. <laughs> Because he knows both presidents personally. He has presidential beef. So like that is, he's a very important, like he's an important figure. So I'm like, he's very talented and he says some stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. Stop listening to him. Just, you know what I mean? Listen to the music. Do you still like the music though? Yeah, we'll play it. You'll play it? Yeah. All right. Did you listen to the last well, album? I, see, I didn't know I was going to do this. I didn't make a pro and con list. So, like, you know, I don't have enough evidence to present. About him being a con? Yeah. Because there's no evidence. We're just... What do you mean? <laughs> there's so much evidence. There's just him... Just and give me a, a couple of hours. And um, you'll yeah, come yeah, back and I'll you'll do back. this? Oh. Are you going to listen to the new album? No. Have you paid attention to Sunday service? No. He's starting a church. He's found Jesus. Have you, do you guys know about this? Kanye West, yes, he's got a, he's got a next week. Okay. He's dropping a movie. It's called Jesus is King. It's in IMAX. And he's got an album also <laughs> called Jesus is King. Okay. It's supposed to come out two weeks ago. No one knows when it's going to come out. Yeah. Um, but he's a, he's a born-again Christian now, and uh, he still loves Trump. I don't know. Good for him, yeah. I don't know. If you, if, the, if you hear the album is good, would you listen to it? I'll listen to, like, one or two songs. If it's what, like- what's the last album that you listened to? Not of his. Just in life. Like, wait, what? Like music. I want to find out where your heart's at musically right now. Like, what's the last thing you listen to? Jesus. Oh, uh, Jesus is king. It's a great album. <laughs> it's Kanye West's new album. It comes out next week. No, what, what's the last, like, what do you, what do you look like? Lizzo? Uh, <laughs> she has. <laughs> She's good. She's good. Yeah. She sold out three days. That's, um, well, like usually, I'm like, if you're not, if everyone who's done with Kanye West, I want to know who they've picked up in their place. Because okay, of Spotify, I listen to like one. You just let it shuffle. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, When's the last concert you went to? Oh boy, I went to last. It was called um, Glass Animals, and that was like at. They're dope. They're so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Shrine. Yeah. Yeah. You're vibey. You're yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're vibey music. Yeah. Okay, Kanye's last album, Super Vibey. It's Kid See Ghost. It's with Kid Cudi. It's it's really, it's pretty amazing. It touches okay. on, um, uh, and here's the other thing about Kanye West too, okay. that people who we don't like him, um, he's super emotional, right? Like he's an emotional guy. Okay. Um, I remember when Kanye West put on his little MAGA hat, which you're mad about the MAGA thing too, right? Like we're all we're all you know like Trump. Around the same time he did that, he was also like, "Hey guys, I'm bipolar. Um, I've been addicted to opioids, and uh, like I'm having a lot of issues with self-esteem." And at the same time, it was like when Anthony Bourdain had died, like David Bowie had died, Prince had just died, like people from like opi- opioid crises and depression and all this stuff, and we're like, "Oh my God, how come we didn't see this coming? How are these people that are so successful and so happy out here suffering and dying?" And like we, I don't know what we can do. And Kanye's like, "Hey, uh, I'm hooked on drugs and I'm depressed." Like, shut the fuck up, Kanye. Take that hat off. Uh, and it's, it's like maybe we should listen to him and just give him a hug or something. Uh, I don't know. Well, thank you so much for coming up. I really appreciate it. You've been amazing. Keep it going for your guest. Um, FBRK is just extended versions of me yelling at people about how great Kanye is. Um, but honestly, I think we get into a lot of good like political and religious discussions and belief and origin and faith and free thought and all that stuff. So if you want to give it a listen, it's uh, Fuck Politics, Religion, and Kanye. I'm on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud, I think. I don't know. You'll see it up there. All right, guys. Thanks a lot.
Soju, height, anyone? Huh? This guy walking in. Uh, <laughs> Brought his yeah, own bag. Uh, <laughs> uh, can, real quick, should we acknowledge that we accidentally matched today, Jake? Or you didn't seem I to wasn't happy planning about on that. it. No, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't planning on it. Tonight. Okay, well, all right, never all mind. right. <laughs> wasn't worth acknowledging. Let's move on. Yeah. This podcast. Uh, yeah, let, let's just uh, let's get into the next podcast, um, guys. This next podcast coming to stage is hosted by Agata Monica <laughs> and Anastasia Vigo. It's uh, two women who recently got into the NBA, and they're just gonna play clips and talk about uh, their favorite players and all things NBA. Guys, give it up for Dunktown. <laughs> music but hello and welcome to Dunktown! yay the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time i'm anastasia and i'm agata and uh we have a regular segment that we do uh where we try to wrap up all of the many things that happen in the world of basketball um and today we thought we'd do like a special version of that it's called Previously on basketball. Next slide, please. One more time. On the secret life of basketball. Summer edition. That's right. It's summer edition. Summer edition. The so, NBA season is starting so soon. I can feel it. So the last season ended in June. Um, the finals ended, and then the players went on vacation. So what we're gonna do is show you what they've been up to. <laughs> On their summer vacations. This is essentially like when you stand up in class at the beginning of the school year and you're like, this was my summer vacation. Next slide. Okay, Joel Embiid. He's a he's a center on the 76ers, Philadelphia. His, his, caption, <laughs> his caption says, which modeling agency should I sign with? Hashtag zaddy. <laughs> he's exploring his modeling options. You kind of can't see it, but he's got legit abs going and i'm into it he looks great he's in the maldives like he's having a blast he's having a blast next slide please so let's play let's play the clip yeah go ahead and click it all right this is Giannis uh antetokounmpo and his little brother thanasis who just got added to his team the milwaukee bucks it's very cute. Um, they are in Greece. They're originally from Greece, but they are in Greece in this video playing basketball on what looks like the edge of the earth. <laughs> that basketball is going to fall off the earth. <laughs> All right, next Be slide. Be careful. <laughs> okay, okay here we've it. got Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is newly on the Miami Heat. I can only tell you He's exploring a musical career. Maybe I'll be out there somewhere. You know, we can't fault him. You know, he's trying. He's he's having fun. He's having fun. He's a big goofball, but I don't know if he should have posted this on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next slide. All right, here we have PJ Tucker on the Houston Rockets. He is one of the fashion boys. So if you haven't been following the NBA recently, you may not know these boys are all about fashion these days. 
It's and like a runway. Cute. Like they're all like models walking to a game. Right. And on his break, he went to Paris Fashion Week. He went to Milan Fashion Week. Um, and he looks great all the time. Also, he loves pancakes. That's he, another thing. He does. If you're into pancakes, follow him on Instagram. His his Instagram stories is like constant pancake ratings. It's awesome. Yeah. Next slide. Okay, so you might have heard a little bit about the Kawhi controversy in the free agency. He was a free agent. People thought he was going to go to the Lakers, and then he ended up signing with the Clippers. People were pissed. People were excited. We were excited. <laughs> um, but guess what he was doing while everyone was freaking out about the free agency? He was in Barbados with his lovely partner. Having and a, a great time and having a picnic. What is in that basket? <laughs> we want to know. We want to know. Did he make sandwiches? <laughs> or is he collecting shells on the beach and putting them in the basket? <laughs> if you're not familiar with him, he's a, he's like, he was the MVP of the last season. He's an amazing player, a really a strange guy. He has very little emotion in his face. He does he not emote. Uh, but he, we're obsessed with him. <laughs> Look at <laughs> this. That is the most emotion he, he's ever had on his face right there. It, it, it looks like anguish. So these, what we've just showed you is like a quick overview, you know, of couple guys. But there are a few players that had particularly amazing vacations. Let's hit the next slide. Sergi Baca, next slide. He went to Greece like many basketball players did. He looks amazing. He's having a fun time in his triangle glasses. Triangle glasses. <laughs> and remember that bucket hat. Yeah, he's got, this is hat number one. All right, let's go to the next slide. All right, play the video. Hat number two. Purple hat. Purple hat. Amazing. Look at the background. Also gonna fall off the end yeah. of the earth. And here we go with this he random a guy. He's got a friend. We don't know who this guy is, but he's great. <laughs> it looks very relaxing. Hey, phone phone. Phone phone. Let's go to the next slide. So then he pops over to Venice. And he's, in this video, he's hiding from the sun. <laughs> Notice bucket hat number three. He brought multiple bucket hats with him on his vacation. And how many total do you think he had in his suitcase? He probably had a different one for every single day. I'm I would say not like be surprised. All right, all. next slide. Okay, so there are these two boys. D'Angelo Russell and Devin Booker. D'Angelo Russell is on the Warriors. Devin Booker is on the Suns. So a couple of cutie pies, two cutie pies, and they're best friends. During the, the summer, um, the Suns said they were not going to pick up D'Angelo Russell because he's a bad influence on Devin Booker, which is like, what? He's not a child. But it doesn't matter because they went on vacation together. Next slide. So mystery location. Down here in the bottom left, that's D'Angelo Russell. Up there, that's Devin Booker. Uh, we don't, they're on a yacht. We don't know where they are. Good start to the summer, partner. Also, all three of these comments are NBA players. <laughs> First, we have uh, Kevin Durant. View's crazy. <laughs> that view is crazy. He's not wrong. Uh, TJ Warren, I don't know what that means. Trey Young. You trash at spades. <laughs> you trash at spades. They're playing, they are, spades. they're playing spades in the photo. 
What a horrible thing to say to a couple of buds trying to have fun on their summer vacation. But they didn't let it phase them. They kept going with their friendship. Here they are in another mystery location. Ain't this crazy? D-loading is D'Angelo Russell. Ain't this crazy, D'Angelo Russell? Through it all with my brother. (laughs) So fucking cute. (laughs) Best friends. Next slide. They went to a paint and sip class. Paint and sip, and they painted butts. They painted butts on high heels. They got tipsy on wine and they painted butts. That is what you want to do with your bro on your summer vacation. Never seen anything cuter in my life. Next slide, please. Okay, this is like dream vacation, what Kevin Love did. He's on the Cleveland Cavaliers. He is very handsome. Next slide. He was in Canada for a lot of it. So for 4th of July, he dressed up as an American. Um, very patriotic. Next slide. So he's in British Columbia he with his, his dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> and so for summer, he went to the tundra. And he went kayaking in a glacial, beautiful lake. It's about his dog, he said she got her ass snatched up trying to jump in the freezing water. (laughs) Next Next slide. slide. (laughs) Another cute photo of him and his dog. She's the, her name is Vestry. She's super cute. She's like obsessed with him. But look at that thigh meat. (laughs) Come on, people. Really pointing it out. Oh my god. Also, he said watching Euphoria. I was too, Kevin. I was Great too. show. If you guys haven't seen it, you gotta watch. Please watch it. It's so good. Oh my god. Next slide, please. And then he's a cowboy. He went to Wyoming and all of a sudden he's a cowboy. Um he uh, Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> and he posted a Winston Churchill quote. No hour of life is lost that is spent in the saddle. <laughs> Winston Churchill? Did he ever ride a horse? Definitely not. Next slide. <laughs> so he also went to a, a fashion show. He went to New York Fashion Week. But I don't know. I don't know about his outfit that he's wearing. It, yeah. I'm not on board. <laughs> step he, it up. You're at Fashion Week. You can, I think he was going hard for something. He went. He took risks, which is good. But next slide, please. And then, so one thing we love about Kevin Love is he's a huge mental health advocate. And that's something we talk about a lot on our show for a basketball podcast. Um, But he wrote a huge essay about how he has panic attacks and how men need to seek um, mental wellness more than they currently do. So he went to the 92nd Street Y, chatted with Charlemagne the God. About mental health, which is so cool. Love it. Next slide, please. Then we, we got to move into Mike Scott, who he didn't go into a lot of... Oh, he's on the 76ers. In Philadelphia. Yeah. He is recently on the 76ers because he was on the Clippers. We were big fans. Um, and I mean, we're still big fans of him. But. Technically, I, he was assigned to me as my crush. And technically, <laughs> he still is my crush. <laughs> Um, but he didn't go on vacation as much as he just stayed in Philadelphia and had an insane summer. Okay, so first he did what most basketball players do. He did a kid's summer camp, which is really cute. A lot of them do it. And um, he did it with Lou Will uh, from the Clippers. 
And super cute. Next slide. But what's this outfit he's wearing? It looks like he rolled out of bed, put shoes on, and went to talk to some kids. Notice all of his tattoos. Yeah, so he has claimed that he has every single emoji tattooed on his body. <laughs> Next slide. You can see him better in some of, the, uh, some of the future slides, but just keep a lookout. So he also wears jerseys, like hockey jerseys, basketball jerseys, football jerseys, a lot. So he did a um, promotional event at Mitchell & Ness, which is a jersey company. Next slide. Okay, so he's he's taking a photo with a guy at Mitchell and Ness who has a Mike Scott Hive tattoo on his thigh. And here you can see a basketball tearing through his skin. He has which, a tattoo of a basketball ripping through his skin. And what does that mean? Does he have basketballs underneath? Is he made of basketballs? <laughs> who knows? But you can see a lot of other ones. You've got the skull, you've got the like... Zip little face, the devil right here. Little man Money with mustache. <laughs> Next slide. Okay, so then he crashed a wedding at a hotel in Philadelphia. And uh, let's go to the next slide. And go ahead and hit it. So he posted this on his Instagram. This is him walking into the wedding. Look at this lady's face. Screaming Mike Scott. He looks like he rolled out of bed because he's wearing basketball shorts and just like a t-shirt. Everyone's freaking out. Dude, there's a groom right there in this Chinese suit. <laughs> they sing to... They're singing a Drake song together. Let's get to the next one. <laughs> Click it. disco song from the 70s and he's dancing with the groom's mom adorable so cute they're drunk singing together <laughs> how long was he there we don't know it seems like hours all night he danced with everybody and we're not even showing you all the videos there were tons online for this let's hit the next slide so then he goes to cancun or this is a cute photo. Yeah, super cute. Again, he wears a lot of jerseys. So here's a jersey he's wearing. Next slide. Goes back to Philadelphia, hands out ice cream. You can see some of his other tattoos here. He's got pizza, he's got turban guy, ladybug, ladybug. <laughs> zipper mouth. Yeah, we, we're really on a mission to find them all. <laughs> Next slide. Okay, so then he's like, I'm going to go to an Eagles game. He's in Philadelphia. His home team, he's from Washington, D.C. His home team, the Redskins, are playing the Eagles. And he meets up with this man who is like a 76ers legend. He's a fan. He holds up a sign saying, put me in. He I'm the court, sixth he man. He sits courtside at the, at the 76ers games and wears the sign, or just holds up a sign. Yeah. And he wears a jersey while he's doing it. And, he's, and I think he is ready at any second to jump into the he's game. He's ready to play the game. If they put him in, he has a knee brace on. He's ready to go. Yeah. But this is this is Mike Scott. You've seen it before. This is his pose. It's very cute. They're, it's so amiable and pleasant. Eagles fan, Redskins fan, getting along. But then, not for long. <laughs> next slide. <laughs> Click it. 
There he is. That's helpful, nice helpful arrow. A horde of Eagles fans are attacking him. He's like twice the size of all of these guys. Does it say Fleet Crew? I don't know. Uh, he gets some really good shots in though, and uh, it was it was all over the place that he fought a bunch of, he fought off a horde of eagles fans all right next slide <laughs> oh back oh, no. back, back one back oh we are missing a slide but it, uh, essentially one thing gonna, about the summer we're gonna do another segment for you guys um we on our show talk about how we want nba shorts to be much shorter than they are um let's go back to the 80s and 70s <laughs> yes uh, let's raise them up and we're going to give you guys an example of some of the players that have been listening to us as we are, you know, carrying out this journey. So essentially, this is Short Shorts Watch 2019. Yeah. <laughs> so this is D'Angelo Russell. Remember you him? You guys remember him from earlier. He, look at, there's a lot above the knee there looking super cute. A lot of thigh meat. Yeah. Next slide. Sergi Baca. Sergi Baca, one of the be most beautiful men in the whole league. He's a model. You guys are so lucky to be gazing upon these thighs <laughs> at right those gams. <laughs> Next slide, please. This is Gary Harris on the Denver Nuggets. He's a young boy, so they're they're not as short as we want, but as he gets older, I'm sure they'll shorten those up. The hem's going yeah. up. Next slide, please. LeBron James. Papa LeBron. Him. Danny LeBron. Uh, um, look at these tiny shorts. He looks amazing. And a little fanny pack. The whole outfit is incredible. Thank you, LeBron. Next slide, please. And then we've got Kelly Oubre, who is the absolute cutest cutie in the whole league. And he he wears tiny shorts all the time. So you guys are lucky you'll get to see a couple of different shots. <laughs> this one. Next slide, please. And this one. <laughs> Look at those shorts. He also has cool tattoos. You can see a little misfit skull right here. Very cool. Yeah. And um, if you if you take nothing else away, please just take away that Kelly Oubre is so beautiful and such an angel and we're lucky to have him on this earth. Next slide, please. Just gaze into those eyes. He's a GD angel. Um, and that was Short Shorts Watch 2019. <laughs> Thank you, guys. So... Um, that's all we got for you. Uh, but this is a lot of what we talk about on the show. <laughs> uh, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. If yeah. You want more. Thank you so Thank much. You. Love you. Bye. Cool. I guess I should uh, wow. start watching basketball. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Indeed. Um, let's just keep it moving. Uh, guys, I know we live in an age of uh, Spotify and title and soundcloud but you know there are these things called albums okay and this next podcast i'm very excited it's called bizarre albums okay it's a pop it's a blah, blah, blah. it's a podcast about albums uh that you weren't sure existed or why they exist and it's hosted by tony thaxton so give it up for bizarre albums with tony thaxton <laughs> Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton, and like anyone else, I love a great album. 
But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. And that's, that's what I usually do. But since this is a live show, uh, I wanted to do something a little different, something a little more visual. Uh, so I'm going to talk about a video that you probably don't know that exists. And uh, even though this is video talk, this is still Bizarre Albums. And tonight, we tell a story of Michael Jackson's Ghosts from 1996. MC Hammer had a hit with Adam's Groove in 1991 from the first Adam's Family movie. In 1993, Paramount Pictures was prepping the release of the sequel, Adam's Family Values, and they wanted to take it up a notch. Their plan was to have Michael Jackson record a horror-themed song for the film's soundtrack, along with a short film like he had done with Thriller years earlier, but only this time it would be to promote a movie. Uh, the director of the short film would be Mick Garris, and Garris was best known for his work over the years with Stephen King. In this 2018 interview with Entertainment Weekly, Garris talks about how this project started. Well, Ghosts came about as an idea that Michael had. He wanted to do something really scary. And so he called Mr. Scary, Stephen King, to talk about an idea to do together. And originally, it was just going to be a music video for a song that Michael was writing for the end titles to Adam's Family Values. So King and I had just shot The Stand. We were just starting post-production when uh, Michael came to him with this idea and King wrote the script and then suggested me to Michael, we had this meeting and that's where Ghosts started. Coincidentally, Garris and his wife Cynthia had actually played zombies in the thriller video years earlier and Michael Jackson didn't even know that until Garris told him once they had started working on this project together. Uh, shooting began in August of 1993 and at that point it was under the name, Is This Scary? Uh, in the video, Jackson was playing an outsider referred to as the maestro. And he was living in a mansion and the townspeople were trying to get him to leave town because they thought he was weird and scared children. A few notable townspeople that were in the video were actor Ken Jenkins, who you may remember as Dr. Bob Kelso on Scrubs, and actor Troy Evans, who would go on to play Roger Padactor in Ace Ventura. Pet detective. Roger Pedactor didn't commit suicide. He was murdered. <laughs> the, short, the short film also had Stan Winston handling the special effects and makeup. Winston was a legendary four-time Oscar winner, best known for his work in The Terminator, Jurassic Park, Aliens, and Predator, just to name a few. Is this scary? <laughs> Since this was a tie-in with Adam's Family Values, Lurch, Thing, Pugsley, and Wednesday all made appearances in the video. 
wouldn't you like to stay and play? With us? The production shot for two weeks, but never even got around to filming the actual music scenes. Shana Mangatal played one of the townspeople and was a friend of Michael Jackson. She's even made claims that she and Jackson had a secret relationship. According to her book, Michael and Me, The Untold Story of Michael Jackson's Secret Romance, she claims that on the set of the video, Jackson told her that he still hadn't even recorded the song. She also says that eventually Michael stopped showing up on the set, supposedly because he was sick, which she thought was unusual because he always had a the-show-must-go-on kind of attitude. Eventually, in late August, after spending $7 million on the video, the entire production was shut down, and the world was about to learn why. Los Angeles Police Department began a criminal investigation of the superstar, prompted by allegations of child abuse. August 17th, the Los Angeles Police Department initiated a criminal investigation of entertainer Michael Jackson. The department has been in contact with the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office regarding this matter. The accusations came from a 13-year-old boy named Jordan Chandler and his father, Evan Chandler. In September, the Chandler family filed a lawsuit against Jackson, claiming that Jackson committed sexual battery and more. Meanwhile, Adam's Family Values was set for a release in November, and now they felt they needed to go a different direction for the soundtrack. The film's screenwriter, Paul Rudnick, told BuzzFeed, I think he completed the video for it, but it was just a little too risky to include it in the final movie at that point. I think it involved him living in the Adams Family Mansion and all his neighbors storming the place with pitchforks and torches, so it was a little too close, that's why it wasn't included. Enter Tag Team. Kick it. Oh yeah, party time with the Adams Family. What a little help from DC, the Brave Supreme, and my man, Steve Bowden, Tag Team. On December 22nd, Jackson would finally speak publicly about the allegations. There have been many disgusting statements made recently concerning allegations of improper conduct on my part. These statements about me are totally false. As I have maintained from the very beginning, I am hoping for a speedy end to this horrifying, horrifying experience to which I have been subjected. <laughs> I heard an ooh. His statement was broadcast live around the world. This was two days after investigation, after, sorry, after investigators from the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Department and the LAPD photographed Jackson nude because Jordan Chandler had described specific identifying characteristics of Jackson's body ask all of you to wait and hear the truth before you label or condemn me. Don't treat me like a criminal, as I am innocent. I have been forced to submit to a dehumanizing and humiliating examination by the Santa Barbara County Sheriff Department and the Los Angeles Police Department earlier this week. They served a search warrant on me, which allowed them to view and photograph my body, including my penis, my buttocks, my lower torso, thighs, 
in any other area that they wanted to. Uh, by the way, the boy's father, Evan Chandler, was a dentist, and he was also a screenwriter. And earlier that year, he co-wrote Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. Uh, the lawsuit was eventually settled out of court in January of 94 for a total of roughly $23 million going to the Chandlers and their lawyer. After that, somehow Jackson continued on with his career, but obviously these changes, these charges affected him. He lost endorsement deals, had to cancel shows. The police investigation continued, but come June of 94, the media's attention almost went almost entirely to O.J. Simpson. It's sort of gotten a back seat since the Simpson case came up, a source in the Los Angeles District Attorney's Office told the Washington Post. Despite his troubles, in 1996, Michael Jackson went back to a project that he'd once been so excited about. The Adams Family video, Is This Scary?, would be reworked and retitled Ghosts. Here's Michael himself talking about it on a VH1 Making of Ghosts special. It's very scary, but at the same time fun, you know, where you can laugh and get scared at the same time. It's fun to be scared. So we wanted this to be that type of approach, the fun of being afraid. You know, it should be a roller coaster ride, peaks and valleys and all kind of emotions. Though the story was basically the same as Is This Scary, the Adams Family characters were no longer a part of it, and it had an entirely new cast with the exception of Jackson and Shana Mongatal. Say goodbye to Roger Pedactor, and hello to most deaf. And no more Dr. Bob Kelso as the mayor. Instead, the mayor was now played by Michael Jackson himself in full prosthetics, making him an overweight, middle-aged white man. He's a weirdo. There's no place in this town for else. Original director Mick Garris was now working on the TV miniseries remake of The Shining, so he recommended Stan Winston to take over as director. The makeup effects legend now had Jackson playing five different roles, as well as using then-state-of-the-art digital effects. <laughs> After scaring the townspeople so bad that most deaf cried, Jackson's maestro character used supernatural powers and traps them inside his mansion. He then tells them he isn't alone and for them to meet the family. The family he's referring to are a bunch of ghosts that he summons with his powers. That's when we hear the first song, Too Bad, and we get a good old-fashioned ghost dance party. Ah!
After the dancing ends, the maestro then bends down, pulls all his skin off, and now we have a dancing skeleton joining the dancing ghosts for the song that's finally been recorded, Is This Scary? And this continues to scare and anger the adults, but delights the children. Then, the maestro's skeleton transforms into a giant demon-like creature, and he asks the mayor if he's scared yet. And then he turns into some T-1000-type goo that goes down the throat of the mayor. The mayor tries to keep his composure, but soon enough, he can't stop himself from joining in on the dancing. Now to the song, Ghosts. Even doing the moonwalk, and now, even the adults have been won over. But the happiness doesn't last long, as the mayor then turns into a version of the demon-like creature himself. Let's skip that one for some reason. Let's pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> Shortly after that, the maestro's T-1000, or sorry, the maestro T-1000's out of the mayor's mouth, again back to his original human form, as you see here, then taking a bow and asking the townspeople if they still want him to go. The mayor adamantly says yes, the maestro agrees to go, pounds his fist and head into the floor, and turns to dust. The mayor says good riddance and tries to leave, but now a super giant version of the demon's head is blocking the entire door, scaring the mayor into running away and jumping out of a window. Then the maestro appears back in his human form one more time to see if everyone enjoyed themselves. Did I scare you? It took them six weeks to make this video. Reportedly, it's both the longest and most expensive video ever made. Jackson spent $15 million out of his own pocket to complete the video. Despite all of this, it's never really seen a real release in the US. In 1996, the Stephen King movie Thinner got a limited theatrical release where it oddly played with ghosts. It was also shown at the 97 Cannes Film Festival and has gotten a DVD and Blu-ray release only in Europe. Because of the media's obsession back then with the Jackson child molestation case, moving on to the obsession with the OJ murder, it's been said that OJ Simpson is the best thing that ever happened to Michael Jackson. 
<laughs> well, guess who else once released a strange music video in 2006? When I'm on the floor, I'm like a lion going loose. Better shoot me with a tranquilizer. Don't be on stupid. I'm not a Simpson named Bart. I'm not a cartoon. I'm a baboon. Like a tycoon. It's a state of monsoon. Can't you see the only way I live my life is large? And I got the most games for 200 plus yards. <laughs> but that's for another time. Thank you guys. Thanks for uh, for watching. I put out new episodes every Tuesday. Uh, yeah, it's on everywhere you get podcasts. And if anybody, I have some uh, like stickers and pins and stuff. If anybody wants any of that stuff, come and come and see me. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Give it up for Bizarre Albums, Tony Faxton. Sorry for the buzz noise. yeah, yeah what's next, I also Matt? apologize for that buzz noise. Time for the next segment, I believe, Jake. Oh, the last segment? Yeah. Yeah, we like to close out on a very friendly, strong note um, and say, get the fuck out because the party's over. Yeah, get out of here. Over. A little podcast party. Oh, Thanks wow. for coming okay. out. Thanks for coming. We do it every party. month, oh, wow. third Friday okay. of the month. A little podcast nine. party. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, thank okay. you, Tech Booth. Uh, oh, wow. Thank okay. you, Jake. Thank you, This song might be worse than the buzz noise. So you want to get out as fast as possible. Feel free to refill your beer. Yeah, refill your drinks. Grab a fucking Korean cigarette. Come on, guys. I'm going to start this up after the show. little podcast. Oh, oh. Oh wow, okay. A little podcast party. 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 Oh w